It's May the 10th. Grab your paper and your pen. It's time for the run sheet. I am Actual Pearl. And as always, I'm joined by the wonderful, the illustrious, the fantastic Ella J. Hi, Ella. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Joel? I'm fantastic. I had a great trip over to the land of the hearts. I did not get to hang out with Bret Hart, unfortunately. Mm. But the invitation is still open, Bret. If you want to grab a... Grab a drink and a slice of pizza sometime. We can do it, buddy. You just didn't make the cool kids list. I didn't. Is what I, it seems. I wanted to go to his bar, but I couldn't get there. It was far enough from my hotel that I just didn't have the time. Well, yeah, I just opened in March, February, something like that. Something like that. It's it's in a casino, which honestly would oh. have made my parents very happy. Mm-hmm. They they are avid casino goers. They're not they're not mm-hmm. like blowing all their money, but they like to go and they like to spend. You Could know, watch some hockey there too. Yeah, you could do that. Actually, we ended up doing that. So I went with my folks and my brother to a casino on the Sunday nights mm-hmm. and the games were on. And I was watching a little bit of the hockey game. But honestly, the only reason I was was because I walked in 15 minutes later. I turned a $50 bill into $190. And I was like, we're good. That's it. Cashed out, sat down, had a free soda and watched the hockey. I think that works, right? Yeah, I mean, you you take out uh, the money before you lose it all. <laughs> yes, I like to think I have that uh, that self control when it comes to most things. I don't know. Are you are you are you much for self control? I mean, listen, some people. Uh, like. Um, it depends what aspect of my life it is. If it's like spending, not a, not at the casino. If it's spending, then no. Okay, this is good to know. <laughs> no. Listen, I get it. Some people, some people have better control. Uh, not at the casino, though, because I've actually I've been in a casino, but like at the bar inside the casino. I've never actually played anything at the casino. When I was 13 years old, my cousin, my first cousin, he got married. Mm-hmm. I married at Caesars and it was a family trip. So my oldest brother. So, so I am the youngest of three. My yeah. sister's in the middle. My brother is the oldest. We went one afternoon just for a walk as a family through all of the casinos in the strip. So we're walking along the strip. We stop into, I think, MGM. And I think it's MGM because they used to have like a little glass enclosure where you could walk through and there's like tigers and it was like a zoo exhibition. There's all this stuff that's long gone now. This was the year 2000. So anyway, we're doing all this. And my brother was 21 at the time. I was 13. My sister was 18. So legal gambling age in the U.S. is 21, of course. My brother puts in a quarter, and I think he won a couple of bucks. And and my sister was like, oh, forget this. And she puts in a quarter, and she won like a a good amount of money. Not like a jackpot or anything, but Mm -hmm. enough like a bunch. This is when quarters were still being spit out, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't like a ticket. So anyway, so she grabs, she palms all of the money and this guy comes up to my sister and I and says, are you, he looks at me, he's like, well, you're clearly not of age. And he looks at my sister and says, do you have ID? My sister's like, I'm not of age. So he's like, okay, you can't be on the gaming floor. You got to step off. So she had palmed this money and she walks away. Mm -hmm. He walks three steps over to my brother who had literally just one and he cards my brother and and then walks away and everything's fine so my sister walked out with that money but my brother you know he he didn't win nearly as much but mm-hmm. he uh, he had his pride hit a little bit <laughs> <laughs> anyway i love vegas i miss vegas sometimes i've never been there i haven't been to a lot of places to be fair fair you got to get uh, you got to get up there for double or nothing in a couple of weeks i don't sure if you want to pay to send me there sure that's what i've been saying and all i'm trying to do is go to an impact show in london ontario canada 
I just want them to come back here. They haven't been to my place in lit- literally 11 years. So sad. It is sad. They're literally going everywhere, but your neck of the woods. I know. This is great. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Let's run down the news. Last week, we uh, we, we didn't get to talk about it live on the air, mm-hmm. but we can finally say it. And it's it's been... It's been, it's been a week now. Uh, yeah. Our pal, Will Washington, the former host of Grapsity Podcast on Fightful and, of course, Day After Dynamite, he joins All Elites Wrestling. I mean, listen, I can't say I'm surprised, but I can say I'm very, very happy for Will. Let's, let's talk about this, Ella. Well, we can't be surprised because we knew. Um, but the fact that he was going to go anywhere. Yeah. He's going to yeah. agree with you. Yeah, no, like, obviously, you know, everybody who kind of knows him, you know, he has that good report with Tony Khan. Um, Tony Khan literally created, like, a kind of new role for him, you know, the director of wrestling administration. He's going to oversee a, a bunch of stuff, it seems, like, from creative to other stuff um, and aiding in, like, I don't know, overseeing continuity and working with Tony Khan. So it seems like he's going to be doing a lot of social media, PR, live events, literally encompassing everything. And, you know, I feel like it's rightfully fit for him because he kind of is a jack of all trades. He's been in the podcasting game for what, 18 years, I want to say. Yeah. Um, something like years. that. Yeah. Um, so he has that experience in wrestling. Obviously, he's a big fan and he's worked with many people who have been involved in it. So, I mean, if anybody's going to take on this literally newly crafted role, I think Will Washington is definitely a rightful fit. Absolutely. And he's had plenty of time to break down what AEW is doing right, what they're doing not so right, and hopefully start bringing a lot of more uh, cohesive storytelling mm-hmm. to the product. And I think that's really good stuff. And, and we're seeing that with AEW Dynamite lately. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. when we get into a little TV talk. But uh, this is good news. This is great news. Well, Washington brings a lot to the table, like you said. A lot of experience, a jack-of-all-trades, like you mentioned. And on top of everything else, Ella J, he's just the right fit mm-hmm. for a wrestling show. He has the encyclopedic knowledge. He's a genuinely good individual, a good person. And uh, listen, the better things could not happen to anybody else. I know. I, I'm so excited for him. And obviously, you know, we make we make jokes about certain things, but he's already brought brought back <laughs> some three three performers. <laughs> I love it. The first first order of business, bring back Hikaru Shida. Yeah. You know what you know what his like big like magnum opus is gonna be? Mm-hmm. He's gonna get Mariah Carey to either perform live oh, at Wembley. That would State, be his dream. Yes. Or he's gonna get her one of her songs uh, to be either someone's theme or one of the pay-per-view themes. Oh yeah, that's true. What song would it be though? Mm-hmm. All of them. You'll find a mashup. <laughs> True. He'll do it. You know what? Will Will has experience in the music game. He mm-hmm. would do a mashup. He would. I think we're going to see it. I think we're going to see it. Well, we won't be seeing uh, Eddie Kingston for a little bit long. No. <laughs> so Eddie Kingston just uh, had hernia surgery. He's expected to be out for six weeks. Uh, he posted to his socials that he did get it done. Saying, yep, done, giving the finger to the camera as he does because it's Eddie Kingston. Uh, listen, we're wishing Eddie a very speedy recovery. 
Yeah, I mean, a hernia, I don't know too much about it, but it seems painful. I know he was dealing with it since September, but kind of, I mean, he openly admitted that he tried to hide it because he's been kind of, he's been in the game for like two decades now, I want to say. And especially during his early days, he was kind of conditioned to like battling through the pain. Um, And so obviously, you know, the pain just became too much. Um, He originally, I think, thought he... Or thought he had pulled his cr- his groin, his crotch, um, but obviously it was something more serious. So now he's have, having surgery. Um, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but uh, like you said, we wish Eddie Kingston a speedy recovery. Sooner he's back on the mic, just cussing at everybody, the better. That's all <laughs> I need. Uh, let's let's move on. Colby Carino comments on a deal with WWE falling through. Says he doesn't have all the information. So. The Colby Carino saga has been very interesting. Yeah. And Matt Kuhn, who recently had the uh, FTR with Dax Harwood podcast, he used to have the Gentleman Villain podcast with William Regal. Matt Kuhn started a new podcast uh, all about best friends in professional wrestling, different content creators, different wrestlers, all that. And uh, he um, spoke to Matt about this. And I think it's really interesting seeing that there's there's more to meet the uh, more than meets the eye. Easy for me to say on Colby Carino and a potential deal with WWE, which was originally reported all the way back in gosh, it may have been January. Yeah, I think Fightful I know had reported about it. Colby Carino, you know, it had been because he kind of dropped off the the NWA scene and was kind of in the abyss. But then reports started popping up that he had signed with WWE, and you know, it's been yeah, like you said, alluded to, it's been like four months and we hadn't heard anything. But obviously, uh, like he said in the interview with Matt Coon, he was when he was asked if he was signed to WWE, he just straight up said, "I'm not sure I'd be able to do this interview if I wasn't." Frankly, that's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And then he goes on, goes on to talk about, you know, he got an offer from WWE. Everything was agreed to verbally. And then they had to do the background check. Mm-hmm. And what Colby's saying is that he's kind of just waiting on his background check to be finished for him to get the official starts. It's a really confusing situation with Colby, especially taking into account the fact that there is a merger on the table for WWE mm-hmm and UFC under the Endeavor umbrella. And we haven't really seen many or really any signees to WWE in 2023. I think Eric Young might have been the most recent. If not EY, it was Dragon Lee for NXT. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he was reported, I want to say, in December. December 2022 I want to say but then there was an issue with his visa so that got delayed about two months and then I think he showed up late February early March either something way, like that either way we're, we're sitting and we're waiting and we're seeing a lot of wrestlers taking well certain wrestlers that were mm-hmm. maybe pegged for WWE uh, debuts or at least moving to WWE mm-hmm. we see a lot of these people taking short term deals here and there with other companies uh possibly with the hopes that once the WWE Endeavor merger takes place they'll be opened up again to sign a rather large contract yeah. judging by the the numbers being tossed around for uh, for WWE in this merger deal yeah, it's just a weird thing all around that he's kind of waiting on this background check. I mean, I know he has an interesting background, but like, again, there's people who have, um, I won't get into the legal stuff, but there's current performers that have a questionable background, if not current questionable stuff going on right now that are still contracted. So I don't know what the holdup is, really. 
Exactly. And the way that uh, Carino put it was, I'm not sure they wouldn't. Oh, sorry. I, I'm reading the wrong quote because I'm having a really great day, Ella. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, when, when asked about whether or not the WWE door is closed right now, he says, I don't have all the information that I want about the situation, but I know that for right now, it's not a closed door, but it's a, quote, not right now thing. So Colby Carino could be part of WWE, but it feels like it might just be a little while from now. Yeah, because, I mean, there's also been talk about the reported hiring freeze within the company, which, like we said, there hasn't been too many, you know, the thing is, though, is like they've signed on like that Olympian just recently. They signed on a couple more Nile athletes. Maybe the hiring freeze is for the main roster. I don't I don't know. But there hasn't been too many like notable names like Eric Young to me is like the last Eric Young and Dragon Lee have really been the most recent. Um, you know, Chelsea, Chelsea had been signed for like three months, I believe, until they finally put her on TV at the Rumble. Um, but those are really the three most recent that oh, I guess Tegan Knox was came in December. But, you know, there hasn't really been a lot in the early months of the year. And all of these people you're mentioning, the ones who have at least shown up on TV were all yeah. signed in a batch. Yeah, yeah. And they were all kind of with it together. So uh, going back to the NIL and, uh, and, and certain mm-hmm. athletes getting signed, it feels like those deals are kind of taken in a different bucket, if yeah. you will. Yeah. If you're an established performer, you're an established wrestler, uh, it seems like that's where the freezes are occurring or the deals are just not so big for those NIL stars and those True. potential Olympians and all those, uh, mm-hmm. all those folks coming in. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, if you are a part of the WWE roster and you just spent the last, well, few nights over in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. you were at SmackDown, maybe you were at Backlash. A lot of those talent are very happy. And so far that they're reportedly hoping to make Puerto Rico a permanent home of WWE backlash. That's what the WWE talent supposedly want, according to PW Insider Elite. Talk to me about this, because when I read this headline, I thought to myself, well, yeah, I mean, it's a post-WrestleMania payday. It's also Puerto Rico, and it's a beautiful beach opportunity. You get to hang out and and enjoy the beautiful weather and still get to go to work. So uh, I understand why, but I want to understand why this is news, Ella. You know, I, I feel like, again, the, you know, these international, technically it's not international date, but it's outside the regular bubble of the United States. They have not had a pay-per-view in Puerto Rico, or should I say premium live event, since 2005. So that's 18 years since Puerto Rico itself got it, like a premier event, really. And you could tell, you know, that they, they I mean... Uh, us U.S. fans, we sometimes take advantage or take for granted that we get these events sometimes three times a year. We're just kind of used to it. That crowd was so electric. And even during like the low points of it, of the event, you know, because every event, no event's perfect. There's always low and high points. Even during the low points, I feel like the crowd really pulled it up, pulled up the energy with that. And it was just a magical thing. And I've rewatched so many moments and just got so emotional. And I feel like the crowd was definitely part of that and added to that and added to that energy you know of course the performers were great too but just the crowd reactions are just so unique and so 
electric. And of course, they a lot of the wrestlers feel, and rightfully so, it might be similar to the a WrestleMania level. That crowd was just so invested into it. There really wasn't any low points where they were quiet or anything like like to compare that to Raw on Monday, where there was a lot of low points. Um, the crowd, anyway. Um, you know, it just felt like backlash mattered. You know, last year it was WrestleMania backlash. A lot of us were scratching our heads or kind of just like, eh, not really invested in it, but scratch the, the WrestleMania part backlash feels like an important, uh, pay-per-view or one to at least look forward to. If it, uh, again, Puerto Rico becomes the permanent home of it. I mean, listen, you serve an underserved market. Mm-hmm. And then the crowd's going to be hot. Montreal was the same way for yeah. the elimination chamber before WrestleMania. It's just the way it goes. You go to a market that's hot and underserved, and the people will come out. And they did in Puerto Rico. Those two shows, that SmackDown and that Backlash show, were very strong shows, yeah. not just on paper, but then later on live in the mm-hmm. arena. I mean, God, you go back and, and watch the Bad Bunny match. Man, that was yeah. Absolutely wild. They're singing his theme song, well, which is one of his tunes. They are just red hot throughout the night. They're singing. They're chanting. They are all, all up in it. Really strong show. Well, I just, I go back and I watch the show like you did and watch some of the moments. And uh, you, you get caught up in it because mm-hmm. you go to a market like Puerto Rico that has such a rich heritage in wrestling and you have such good shows and such good wrestling and great wrestlers telling stories stuff like that goes a long way i understand why some of these wrestlers want to make this an annual event it's a good feeling everyone came off feeling red hot feeling like the the show was was as good as it could be and uh, that the fans made it an even better show than that oh yeah yeah you know i've rewatched that obviously it had a personal connection to her, but I've rewatched that Zelina Vega of her getting emotional like, during her introduction, like so many times. And again, I'm not even the, the biggest Zelina Vega fan, but that, you know, that moment was just undeniable and just amazing to see, especially with the crowd feeding into it. It was like just surreal. You know, who else is under serving markets and serving <laughs> oh, yeah. those markets? Impact <laughs> Wrestling just announced that they're going to do their mm-hmm. first ever shows in Australia. My God, they're going down under at the end of June. They're going to be in Wagga Wagga, New South Wales, Australia, June 30th and July 1st at the Equex Center. This is such an interesting show. They're doing two marquee wrestling shows, four days of activities. This is according to a tweet from Impact Wrestling. Uh, Let's talk about this because, again, an underserved market – but I mean, Australia is a completely different beast. You ever, I don't know if you've ever taken that flight, Ella J, but it is not an easy one. No, no. I, I have many friends in Australia, though, especially on the indie scene. So I just know that this one, I can, I don't know. It seems like it's not going, oh, it is going to be taped. Oh, there's no word. So we don't know if they're going to be taped or not. But I hope at least we get some footage of it because I know there's going to be opportunities for some of the local talent there, too. I mean, Steph, Steph DeLanders from Australia. Australia, you know, um, there's there's a lot of names I would I hope that get an opportunity at this show, and I hope that it gets televised or aired in some manner. They have to. They have the means. They have the the oh, equipment. Yeah. There there should be some sort of taping. Bro- it doesn't even have to be a live broadcast because Could be again, YouTube, you know. Yeah, there's a 16 hour time difference. I'm not expecting them to do anything live, but this is also oh, no. a commission that pre tapes mm-hmm. everything anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a good opportunity for Impact. I'm very interested to see who from their roster will be there because some of them are announcing 
some shows around these dates and they're trying to get down and, and work as much as they can. Mm-hmm. So uh, it will be interesting. To I mean, see- Jordan Grace was just in Australia a couple last month, maybe yeah. the month before for World Series, which by the way, okay, I I, I just, the, the Australian girls have just like a, a special place in my heart. When I saw that Jessica Troy, I, lo- I love her, the arm collector. I, I popped seeing that for me personally. And, and like I said, it's one of those things I have a personal investment in a lot of the Australian talent. But like you said, it's an underserved market and I hope that they get to spotlight them, um, whether, you know, it's on YouTube or broadcasted on Access TV. Yeah, there is so much opportunity for them to not only promote it as a big event that they did across, literally across the world in their case, but uh, an opportunity for them to show that Impact Wrestling is far from a small promotion. Yeah, Uh, you know, which is what 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 I say as as they prepare to go to London, Ontario, Canada. And then Windsor, Ontario, Canada. (laughs) Well, to be fair, like Windsor is like literally Scott Moore, right? Oh, absolutely. Don't yeah, get me yeah. wrong. Like that, that, It's a very easy gig for them to take because it is where Scott is mm-hmm. located. It's where BCW is, Border City, Cha- Border City Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, the K&M Dojo is over there. Mm-hmm. A lot of the Impact roster has come through those Windsor Indie yeah. doors. Rosemary, so Chris Sabin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it makes perfect sense to do it. I just like to make fun of the fact that, you know, they're not going to Toronto. So they're going to Wagga Wagga. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to Wagga Wagga. They're not, they're not going to Sydney. They're not going to Melbourne. They're going to Wagga Wagga. I think they did that on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Did they go to Wagga Wagga? Yeah, yeah. That's on purpose. I don't know why, but it's on purpose. (laughs) Well, Impact's not going to the Middle East, but apparently Goldberg might be headed that way. And Sting? Let's talk about it. You wrote this article. And this all came from an interview with Rick Bassman on House of mm-hmm. Wrestling, talking to, about Goldberg's possible retirement tour. Uh, talk to me about this, because I, I have some feelings about Bill Goldberg and the potential of doing this show. Yeah, so, I mean, the news came out, which I feel like it was forever ago, but it was actually only just reported in March. Like, I swear it was, like, reported six months ago or something. It just, we've talked about it so, like, just the wrestling in general of Goldberg being a free agent as his WWE contract had expired uh, late last year. So, you know, he was still hoping that he would get a proper retirement match. He didn't get to have that because, you know... Vince McMahon, the whole Vince McMahon stuff, and Vince was out of the picture, so he couldn't really be given a proper retirement match. So he, you know, he had been teasing that he wants to do a four city retirement tour, and a lot of us were like, "Where, where could it be?" You know, uh, Tony Khan has said that he has interest in it. Um, I believe, I believe Jordan Grace said she had interest in Goldberg coming to Impact Wrestling. So I mean. We'll see what happens, but obviously, you know, with this world tour that he's been teasing, um, Rick Bassman, who says he's been actively in touch with Bill Goldberg, is trying to work on a date in the Middle East in Jerusalem, Israel, uh, for September this year. And he said it could potentially involve not only Goldberg, but Sting. But, you know, Sting has those AEW ties, so it's a little bit more complicated to get clearance or permission from AEW to do certain outside appearances. Um, so it's obviously far from being confirmed slash nailed down, but he did also say he would not be surprised if, to see Bill end up in WWE for something massive soon as well. But so it kind of remains to be seen what happens. So this is what's really strange to me about <laughs> Rick Massman's uh, comments. And I kind of alluded to this on, on the internet. Mm-hmm. 
uh, on Twitter specifically at Joel Pearl, J O E L P A R L. Anyway, um, September is a really weird time to go to Israel, especially if you are Jewish. The first two weeks, let's say, not even, I mean, really the first, it's really the week of the fourth is the most like safe week that you can go because Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish new year starts on the 15th, which is a Friday. So on the mm-hmm. Sabbath. And then after that Yom Kippur, which is the holiest day of the Jewish year that falls on a Sunday night over a Monday. And then they start Sukkot three days later, starts on a Friday night again. And that's an eight day festival, which like in the middle, you can, mm-hmm. you, you can still have uh, certain events, but again, there's just so much going on in the country and there's so much going on in, in what is effectively the, the, you know, the land of the Jews and it's Goldberg going, mm-hmm. I don't know how they intend to run and sell out an event like this. And you know how you, I mean, listen, you know how you do it. It's not just Goldberg. You got to bring the Von Erichs over as many of them as you can, because the Von Erichs are huge in Israel, yeah. but just the timing. Talk about doing September. All you, out. You, yeah. And on the wrestling calendar, you do, you have all in and then going into all out. And then there's so much mm-hmm. the, uh, WWE will obviously have events going on. Then this is more about just what's going on in the wrestling world. Not yeah, so much yeah. things up to, uh, I'm just, I'm very curious when this would land given what's going on in the world around September, 2023, it would literally have to be the week of September the 4th. And that's the only, that's the only that's the week of all out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then everything else is like maybe the week of the 22nd, but even then those mm-hmm. days in between the Jewish new year and Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. those are also busy and holy days. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and in Israel, it's a little different and it really depends who you talk to because obviously the Orthodox Jews are doing much different than the more secular Jews in, in Israel. And I don't know what that's going to look like. But uh, they're picking a very strange and interesting time to go that way. I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't know. I don't know either. I, I'm, I'm glad that you have this um, in-depth knowledge because I don't. So, <laughs> I, I, but, but I don't know. Yeah, especially with something like that, it's going to be probably a challenge to work things around. And again, like we said, it's far from being nailed down. You know, there's a lot of obstacles in it. And maybe by then, Bill reaches a deal with WWE to do stuff by then. There's, there's so much uncertainty, you know. Yeah, exactly. So since, since Vince is back in WWE, so exactly. Well, well, I'm looking forward to seeing where this Goldberg retirement tour takes him. I made the joke about uh, about Goldberg doing this this retirement tour, and then it turned into a whole thing of like, who does he face? And now apparently Sting's on the table, uh, or at least an appearance. So we don't know if it's appearance or match. Regardless, there's a lot a lot of opportunity here. A lot of really cool stuff. Gotta talk about TV now, don't we? Okay, yeah. We don't have to do anything. Why did I I just erase that? Just totally by accident. Okay, me me doing things off the air, Ella. That's what I always do. Same. Let's talk about Raw. Okay. World Heavyweight Championship Finals are almost set. Seth Rollins goes through (sighs) hell and back, goes to the finals. Mm -hmm. He's going to face the winner of the SmackDown bracket. That's on Friday night, SmackDown. And then they're going to have two weeks to build Rollins versus who knows Mm -hmm. for the World Heavyweight Championship at Night of Champions. I mean, listen, when they announced this whole Mm -hmm. Raw SmackDown bracket, 
So what the hell are we doing here anyway? What's the point? Well, they they reported that uh, apparently it was due to basketball ratings on Friday. WWE wanted to be sure they got a decent rating against basketball. (laughs) You know how else you get a decent rating? Just book a good TV show. I guess. Roman Reigns is returning Friday, I believe. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I just found it very strange that uh, they're trying to do SmackDown bracket so that they can have a match for what is effectively supposed to be a Raw World Heavyweight Championship. If you're trying to tell us that Rollins is going to win, that's one thing. If you're going to swerve mm-hmm. us and maybe have the winner suddenly be a Raw superstar. And then a trade, yeah. You could do a trade. Mm-hmm. I'm not against the idea of doing Rollins versus Sheamus. And having that be for the, uh, the World Heavyweight Championship. And then you can have Sheamus mm. and Babyface taking on a returning Drew McIntyre, the heel. Mm. It's possible. I don't think it's likely, personally. Why not? Um, um, because I believe Bobby Lashley is going to win that triple threat um, <laughs> between Theory, Sheamus, and Bobby. I think Bobby is going to win that one and go to the semis. Um. I think I, Bobby's gonna Bobby and Theory are gonna cancel each other out. You think? That's what I think. And then we'll do Seamus versus Edge. Or Seamus versus AJ. I agree it's Edge or AJ. I'm just I don't know which one it's going to be. Um like selfishly. <laughs> oh man, I'm so like I'm I'm a mad but also excited for that uh top right bracket triple threat match because it's gonna be a fucking banger. But also for me, it's like, dude, I wanted like a, two of those three in the semifinals. <laughs> it's uh it's gonna be a banger. I just I don't know who it's gonna be between Edge and Age. I love Rey Mysterio. It's just not in 2023, you know. Um, to be fair, I could be saying the same about Edge. Maybe I'm skewed because he's top five of all time for me. Um, but I think it's going to be Edge or AJ winning that going to the semis against Bobby personally. As much as I want to see that, <laughs> as much as I want to see Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins, I just I, I didn't say Bobby was one of the finals. Okay, that's fair. Okay. When I think he's going to the semis. Okay, and then who do you think is going to go to the finals then? Edge or AJ, whoever wins that match. Okay, all right, I'm listening. I uh, mean, I, maybe it's just selfishly, but I mean, Edge Edge has said that him and Rollins, they had that feud. He wanted to run it back. Um, I We've definitely gotten Seth and AJ at some point, but like it's been a while, I think, since we got them. And AJ's back now. I think if they want to not reestablish, but get AJ back in like a championship picture, um, because he's been out of like the world title picture for a long, long time. To for a long, long time now. Um, so getting AJ back in the mix would be cool too. But also yeah. selfishly, I want Edge to like get another run, man. <laughs> You know, another chance at a run. We haven't had Seth Rollins and AJ Styles since really, I mean, when Seth was the universal champion, they did Seth and AJ at Money in the Bank in 2019. Is that the last time? Did you just look it up? Is that the last time? But that's the last time they did it for a championship or they Mm. technically did it. AJ took on Seth when he was the U.S. champion, but that was at a house show yeah, in Dusseldorf. Right, yeah. And then other than that, they did a Money in the Bank qualifying match in 2022, uh, which was really good. I That match... Oh, I yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it's been a while. They've never... 
I don't think they've ever really had like a feud feud, Seth and They haven't. They why why did they face it money in the bank? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that AJ won a, a yeah 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 thing together. So I guess they had a little bit of a a little bit of a feud in 2019, but again, it wasn't anything. I mean, I love them, but it wasn't really anything like memorable. It seems. Um, so I mean, it would be cool to, and it would get AJ back in a title picture, um, even if you know, even if he doesn't win. And to be fair, if you're on the SmackDown roster, even if you get in a title picture, you're not fucking winning. Um, but so, what if, but here's the thing. What if a SmackDown wrestler wins the World Heavyweight Championship? We talked about that. There's another side of this. And I kind of referenced this on the Fightful show that I do. Yeah. And that is. Cody. No, Roman. What if Roman says. No, no, no. I am not going down this road, Joel. No, absolutely not. Yeah, all, I'm saying is, all I'm saying is that Triple H started this whole thing by saying, we're introducing this no, championship no, because the other guy has no. been so dominant and he doesn't want to defend his title all the time. And Roman could be like, I took that personally. But then you literally go against why this title, to be fair, having smacked on people, it technically goes against this, but it technically won't go against to what they init- to what they said it would be un- unless a SmackDown person wins. No, if you have a SmackDown person win this title... And then they stay on SmackDown to feud with Roman. It literally goes against everything that they said that this title was for. And to be fair, I realize in saying that, that that kind of edge winning would go against that unless he actually has a reign where he's there like every week, Um, even though he's part time right now. I I know I'm kind of counter into it being hypocritical to myself. Um, No, no, I no, no, no. Let's do it. No, I will literally jump off a bridge. Regardless, no. I really, I, I've got a few theories, <laughs> a few irons in the fire. The Roman one is is one of them. And that, the idea there just being that the World Heavyweight Championship is a bit of a red herring. Well, to get a little well, bit of a feud going and getting yeah, Roman a little hot. But also, like, you said that whoever obviously wins on SmackDown, they have two weeks to build. Roman has the same fucking issue. He, he's on the poster for Night of Champions. He's going to be there. But we don't know who the hell he is even potentially facing. Oh, he'll have Omos. I've, I've, I've said this for weeks now. Oh, my God. It's going to be Omos. just lost to Rollins, and he lost to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but he had, he had his great, wonderful agent, MVP, negotiate a... Uh, a free agency but so then roman's gonna be like you just lost back-to-back pay-per-views like yeah and you know what it'll start and then off you have almost lose a third pay-per-view in a row what yeah. yeah roman roman will just be like this will be a walk in the park and then he'll take it he'll take omas very unseriously omas will give him a really tough match quote-unquote this is kayfabe mm. brother brother and then at the end of it, Roman, they won't shake hands, but Roman will kind of have that like, oh my God, what did I just mm. do to defeat him? I had to do everything. Much like Seth had to, right? At Backlash, had to do the top uh, the top rope stop. Mm. I don't mm. like it, but I'm just saying. It's I don't think so. But also, I don't, I don't know who the hell, because I would think that, I don't think anybody involved in this tournament on the SmackDown side is going to be going after Roman if they lose. They should. They should. So you, so you're insinuating that it might be Bobby then. 
I don't think Bobby and Roman works as much as Omos does. But I'm saying, well, no, I'm saying I'm, if anybody from the SmackDown side is going to lose and challenge Roman, who would it be? Hmm. Be Bobby. Could be AJ. Oh yeah, I did say. I mean, it could be could be Sheamus too. But like Sheamus, you know, like the Sheamus thing feels like they're going to yeah. try and run that later. Yeah. Because Sheamus and Roman, right. just like AJ and Roman for that matter, yeah. those are two feuds that we haven't seen in a while. A lot. And, yeah. and we haven't seen the the the, the alignments re- yeah. rearranged. Sheamus very much over mm-hmm. right now as a babyface. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles as well. You yeah. put them versus Roman Reigns. You have some fresh new opponents and mm-hmm. you have some fresh blood. And you know that those matches are good because mm-hmm. we've seen them before. And this is an opportunity to even cement Roman Reigns further. I- I'm okay with AJ Styles. I'm just mad that he wouldn't win. I get it. You just can't go back to Edge and uh, and Roman Reigns. No, 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 no. I agree with that. I'm interested in seeing how this all kind of fleshes out after Friday I'm, night. I, I'm telling you, though, Joel, if Edge goes to the finals, I will be crying tears of joy <laughs> from my couch. You'll be listening <laughs> to his theme song for moments at a time. I will. I will. <laughs> Uh, are you listening? Are you going to go whoa, whoa, whoa for Cody and Brock too? Because that yeah. is a very fun story that they're it slowly is. building to. Also, the memes that we got out of that segment on Monday. Oh my goodness, <laughs> there was such good stuff. Do we do this in the fight pit? What do you? Is this going to be a stipulation match, or are they just going to? No, it I think it's. I think this one has to be a stipulation because Brock just wants to beat the shit out of Cody. And that's fine, but like you, you can't do hell in a cell. No, no. What What do you do? Because you, and also, this has to go to a third. The guy do something. <laughs> Why am I envisioning um, the one with Booker T and Stone Cold, whatever that shopping mart match was? <laughs> what was it? The name of it? Um. Oh my goodness! Why am I blanking on the name? Oh no! Whatever it was, I no. just think that that that'd be funny, like Brock ramming Cody's head into like a freezer or something. <laughs> <laughs> not that's not gonna happen though. Like you know, something around along the lines of like a Falls Count Anywhere or something, or so, like a, not not a street fight again, but somewhere along the lines of where you can introduce weapons. Right, and they're weapons legal. on the mean street of Jetta. Oh yeah, that's true. The Jetta street fight. No, no. Falls Count. Anywhere in Jetta, somewhere along, somewhere along the lines of no falls count anywhere or no holds barred or something. I don't know. Regardless, Cody Brock too. I'm looking forward to it. I mm-hmm. feel like Brock gets his win back. We'll go to Money in the Bank. Yeah, let those two have their third match of the feud. Oh, so you'd you'd leave Cody off Money in the Bank. Because yeah. my Money yeah. in the Bank winner, I'm down to two people. One is Drew McIntyre as a refreshed heel. That's if, you know, that's if he comes back, though. I just, there's so much uncertainty. uh, He's coming back. The question isn't that he, whether or not he comes back to Mm -hmm. work before his contract Mm -hmm. ends. Mm -hmm. The question is whether or not he re signs a deal. True. So I wouldn't put Cody and Money in the Bank because also traditionally the Money in the Bank is for a heel to carry. It's strange to have a baby face. Otis. <laughs> well, Otis lost <laughs> that was by, I mean, I love the Miz, but that was by court, you know? <laughs> John Cena was another one, and that was a stupid way to catch I mean, that's it. John Cena. But it was still a stupid baby face. That's I'm how trying it was to, I'm trying to think stuff. right now. 
There, there. It's a Rob Van Dam is another one. The Seth Rollins. Seth was a heel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was WrestleMania thirty one. It's made. Mm. It's made for a heel to hold it, because the idea is that they can sneak in, mm. and they can, you know, they can just take it. They can just take the title. I'm, just, I'm, I'm blanking now. Nothing. Well, Big E was the other one, and but oh Big yeah, yeah, yeah. Big E called his shot too. Yeah. And again, that was fine, but it was just a moment. Nothing yeah. else happened after that. Mm-hmm. That's true. So Drew McIntyre is one of them. Yeah. The other one, I think some people are not going to be happy about. And are you going to say Karrion Cross? No. Actually, I'm going to say Matt Riddle. I could see that. Bro in the bank. If you're going to do a baby face. Oh, and on top of that... <laughs> Riddle's getting beaten like a drum these days. <laughs> Literally. Literally. So how do you how do you uh, fix that? You give him a big keeping dose. I mean, money. he would he would do a lot of creative things with that briefcase for sure. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, he would hide all of his edibles in there. I mean, that's true. It's true. We'll see where it goes. I don't know. Let's. Uh, do you want to talk about NXT real quick? Yeah. It's title tournament. Tiffany yes. Stratton advances. Lyra Valkyria mm-hmm. advances. I'll tell you once, tell you a million times. Keep your eyes on Lyra Valkyria. She's young and she's hungry. Yep. What uh, What do you expect out of this title tournament? Who's winning the whole thing in your eyes? Okay. So there's two combinations that the finals could be. Um, heel versus heel is very unlikely. Face versus face, more likely, but not there. I think traditionally it'd be heel on face. Um, so for me, the brackets kind of, the brackets are a little bit weird. So for me, the finals is either going to be Tiffany and Lyra or Cora and Roxanne, um, which I don't know. Um, but I think it'll become clear after whoever wins the first semifinals match for me. Um, I think Gigi Dolan is going to cost JC Jane, which kind of protects JC Jane a little bit if she doesn't win, doesn't, um, if she doesn't lose cleanly, I think it protects her a little bit because I don't think you do Tiffany and JC Jane on the left side of the bracket. Um, so that would still protect JC, have Roxanne go against Tiffany. Um, Cora, like you, Fallon Henley, but Cora is just going to, win that one um i could see it going either i think it's going to be one of those two combinations i i I don't know who's going to win but that's kind of the thrill of it is the unpredictability that i i don't know i could see going any four ways personally for me i mean i'm looking at it and roxanne versus cora seems to be my final yeah, but also like they've been they've been pushing tiffany a little bit and i think tiffany and lyra would be uh, again, no, I, I don't know if Tiffany's ready for it, but I could see them pushing Tiffany for it. Um, and I think Tiffany and Lyra would, would be an unpredictable kind of finals, and maybe they want that. Or maybe they want to run back Cora and Roxanne. I think it's going to be one of those two combinations, though. I do agree with you that Gigi and JC are going to cancel each other out, and yeah. that while well, we've already seen one of them lose, yeah. um, JC and Gigi seems like they're going to do it at Battleground yeah. on May 28th, and I would run it as a last woman standing match. Oh, I think that's what they wanted to do mm-hmm. before JC's injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm interested in that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Roxanne and Cora just seems, that just seems like the final to me. Yeah. And then, honestly, if it's all this to give Roxanne Perez back the title that she 
technically never lost. I mean, kind I, of mean, I mean, to be honest, we saw it with AEW because of injury. I think I talked about this last week um, because, you know, CM Punk went down with injury and granted it was an, an interim title, but they gave John Moxley. I mean, he technically won it, you know, but they booked John Moxley to win a former champion because, you know, he can hold the title. It wasn't anybody new. I mean, granted, it was it was a, a place filler, but I feel like Roxanne's already kind of has that like she can be trusted with it. She's worthy of it, you know, um, and especially if they need to elevate to get their division back on a revamped and, you know, rejuvenated. I think having somebody who's already held the title is not a bad move to make. Um, and hopefully she gets a lengthier reign out of this, assuming she wins. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm into it. I'm interested in it. That's what they kind of did with Mox. You know, when Punk went down, they wanted somebody who they trusted to kind of be sure that this division doesn't fall apart and Roxanne can be trusted with that she's already been a champion once. So I think if it's her and Cora in the finals, it's going to go to Roxanne. If it's Tiffany and Lyra, then it's just frankly Tiffany. Which, which sucks because again, Lara Valkyria is is a favorite of mine, but yeah, he's also still quote unquote new. Yeah, uh, at least to uh, yeah, yeah, NXT TV. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's going to be opportunity for her. She's also like she's also very young at her age, right? She's only at, she's 24, maybe 25. So she's still she's got a lot of time to get even yeah. better than she already is. So yeah, we'll see so. where that we'll see where that, where that women's title tournament goes. But uh, it, it's been a very interesting booking for the NXT Women's Championship over the last few months. Yeah, and I, I again, I don't know how far in advance they booked Indy to get uh, called up. But either way, if she didn't get called up, she was still injured and probably going to be out four to six weeks. So I think she would have had to vacate the title regardless. Exactly. Well, let's hit on some AEW Dynamite real quick before mm-hmm. we go. Main event tonight ended with Don Callis turning his back on Kenny Omega. John Moxley beat Kenny Omega in the steel cage. I can't say I was too shocked about that. But Don Callis finally making his intentions clear. And like I said, the entire time, Ella J, the call was coming from inside the house. Ha, 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 ha. No, seriously, Don Callis. I mean, because calls in his name. Oh, cute. I, <laughs> I thought you were doing that on purpose. <laughs> no, no, no. The, no I was, there you go. But, that's uh, funny. Yeah, that, so that, that's your main event. That's uh, Honestly, I'm glad that we're, that Don Callis has moved this story between the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club a little bit further <laughs> ahead. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next there, chapter. There's but, even more breaking news, though. Oh, is there? <laughs> Tony Khan has another big announcement to make. Yes, I'm very excited <laughs> for this. So Tony Khan... Okay, so the setup for this is actually really fun. Miro made his return tonight. Yes. Thunder Rosa, who's been on AW Spanish commentary, she also made her on-camera return. She wanted to speak with Poppy, per her tweet. Poppy (laughs) Khan, which, like, every single one of my Spanish-speaking friends are like, there's nothing Poppy about Tony Khan. But anyway, that's not important. Uh, So Miro's back, Thunder Rosa's back, and then this leads to Tony Khan doing a stand-up in front of Mm -hmm. uh, the AW screens, saying that he's got a big announcement next week. On TNT, not TBS, as Mm -hmm. he corrected a few people on the internet after the announcement was made. And he basically said that, you know, AEW has a lot of really great talent who want to be showcased and they're looking for an opportunity. So now AEW is ready to produce more content. So I'm, Mm. uh, I'm guessing, well, first of all, the Warner Brother upfronts are next week. So 
here we go. AW collisions on the table. Yeah. Can you hear that, Joel? It sounds like a collision. Hmm. It does. A collision of talent. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Contact way, collision. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, listen, I'm looking forward to it. There's so much wrestling to watch. I will eventually have to drop some stuff from my schedule, but uh, I will see how <laughs> Collision starts. Mm-hmm. Put it like that. But AEW had a very strong Dynamite tonight. I do encourage people to go check it out. Hopefully it uh, performs well. It certainly did with the fan base, as it always mm-hmm. does. Uh, and remember, if, it's, uh, if it isn't a good week for AEW, it's Will Washington's fault. That's true. We did it. The run sheets, once again, ran through completed. Ella, where can the people find you on the internet? You can follow me on Twitter at It's Ella J. Um, I'm still waiting on an invite to Blue Sky. So if and ever I get that, um, hopefully the same at is taken there. Um, you can go to the link in my bio to find all my stuff to all my podcasts and writing all in one convenient place. If I had an invite, I would give it your way. I'm looking at my app and it says zero invite codes available. You're on my list though, Ellie. That was a direct shot at Joel in case you didn't know. I'm fine. I can give myself any, I can I can explain myself. It's fine. I can show you the, the, the screenshot I if you really care. Anyway, we'll get you on as soon as I can. I'm gonna start putting that out on Blue Sky to get you on. Anyway, I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. You'll find me there, you'll find me everywhere. I'm not hard to find. Until then. Put down your papers, put down your pens. The run sheet is over for another week. We'll see you then. Cheers.